You are listening to episode 104 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Visit the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. 360 Vegas podcast is brought to you in part by tickets.accessvegas.com. For the best seats in Vegas and at concerts and sporting events around the world, try tickets.accessvegas.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Brian, are you familiar with the iTunes Festival? No. See, neither was I. I uh, a friend of mine told me about it, and apparently it, it's, well, first of all, it's a free app. You can download it on your iPad and your iPhone, but iTunes, once a year covers like 30 or 40 artists or whatever 30 days in September they cover various live events and and you just get to watch them for free they're they're free for like a month and the great thing about that is like I I don't don't know if you're a fan of Paramore at all the band Paramore yeah yeah I've heard some of their songs but I wouldn't call myself a fan necessarily see I would say that Karen and I were huge huge Paramore fans and their latest album came out and we were less than impressed with but one of the cool things was I'm like alright well you know it's an off album people have those you know let, let's, sure. uh, let's watch them live Karen and I watched a good half of that entire concert and it was shit Brian this is this is a this is a uh, their lead singer is an insanely talented singer but for some reason when she's in concert she doesn't give a shit to actually try anything so oh, it was so awesome on iTunes part that I can go wow I got to see this and save a shit ton of money on, on learning this this incredibly disappointing truth <laughs> <laughs> it's an injustice it, it is but you can all learn and enjoy. They still have a bunch of interesting artists, like Justin Timberlake's going to be on it. Jimmy Eat World is a band that Karen and I have always yeah, talked about and like seen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but we've never seen them live, so I'm really interested in seeing them, but it's it's really, really impressive. Like I said, just go to the iTunes store. You can download iTunes Festival, I think is, is what it's called. Whatever, you'll get close to it, but it, it's shocking that it's free. It's really cool. Cool. Yeah, that is interesting. I had no idea about that. So. Yeah. And then one other detail we wanted to talk about, we talked a little bit about the Fantasy Football League that 360 Money Line is doing, and we promised that it would have some small prize or whatever. Well, it's we just wanted to officially announce that what it's going to be is a $25 total rewards gift card. I mean, it's not it's not much, but we just kind of came up with this on the fly, and you know, we're just having fun. So how It's dare. better than nothing. That's right. Think about that before you start bitching. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. I know. <laughs> I harbor so much ill will about what I assume they will complain about. <laughs> like, guys, we, we weren't upset about this at all. We, I, we, were, we were fine doing this. I think it's very generous. Oh, do you? Do you think it's generous? I bet you did. I bet you did. Take your goddamn card <laughs> with value. All right, sir. Random Vegas, go. All right. The IRS has estimated that a cocktail waitress in a large sports book makes a 25-cent toke on each drink she serves. 
Now, they tax her accordingly whether she actually makes that money or not. We got that from Casino Player Magazine's Facebook page, which it, I think I think it's pretty much well-known all throughout Vegas. You, you tip a, a dollar a drink, but you don't realize that they don't... It's, it's not like working at a restaurant where you report whatever your tips are. Here, they just automatically assume you're getting this. Yeah, right. So, right. yeah, you got to tip those waitresses. Well, not only uh, if you want good repeat service... Is it worth it? But, you know, they're human beings. they got to pay their, their bills and everything, too. But I find that I like to do, like, maybe a two, sometimes three, if I'm feeling really frisky yep. for the first drink. And that way they're more excited to come back and now, continue to serve me drinks. Yeah. No, no, you and I think exactly the same on that. Yep. Give them a little incentive. Yeah. To come back more frequently. That's right. That's what we do with the ladies. They're like, take a look at the tip here. It's impressive. <laughs> well, that's what I used not? to do, but <laughs> well, not we, anymore. We landed the ladies we had from the same, you know. <laughs> Spiel. All right, still worked. Yeah, yeah, she's all right. <laughs> all right, how about the Vegas Mate Review of the Week? All right, this week's review is Ed's August 31st review of Monte Carlo. He gave it five out of five chips. Yeah, this review is kind of funny to me, but Ed wrote, Beautiful hotel, which is getting the money spent it has so craved. Everything is right about this hotel, location, price, and people. Check-in was quick and friendly. Rooms are a good size, and everything works. Was here for Labor Day weekend and great atmosphere throughout. If you're a bit older or suffering a, mild, a midlife crisis, then <laughs> come to Monte Carlo to recapture a bit of you. Fun, fun, fun. I thought this one was kind of funny because uh, when one of the highlights of your review is that everything worked. <laughs> like, I'm going to give this one. This one deserves five chips because nothing was broken. It makes you wonder what, what previous experiences this, this poor gentleman has had to deal or with. Or he just has really low standards. <laughs> And I'm not, and that has nothing to do. We're with not Monte judging. Carlo. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying in general, it has nothing to do with Monte Carlo, <laughs> you know, directly. But absolutely um, fair. The thing I do like about it, though, is Brian. I'm not far off from a midlife crisis, so I, I like that you, you're guiding me to where, <laughs> where I'm like, I have a midlife crisis. Where should I stay? Well, the Monte Carlo, outstanding. <laughs> midlife crisis. You're like what a quarter life, maybe. Right. Well, Brian, come on. You and I both know there's no way just, I'm living anywhere. A, all right, just a, you're in, you're in the in between. You're in between. I'm more, I'm more like halfway through my life. <laughs> well, your life. Of course, then again, that would be mid-life, so it's, I don't understand. So uh, you uh, think your life expectancy is somewhere in your 60s or early 70s is what you're that's saying? That's what I'm pulling for. I don't ever want anyone to ever change a diaper on me again, and uh, <laughs> I, that's that's really the goal I'm going for here. Listen, guys, before I become a huge inconvenience, just go ahead and just, just put me down. That's right. I, I down. wish, I wish I had the luxury of having people who cared about me having the ability to put me down, just put me out of my embarrassing. So, embarrassing you know what? Just take me to wherever MGM took those lines. <laughs> just take me there, and uh, that'll work. And we'll, and we'll call it a life. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and you, you've got a wonderful topic of the week this week. I do. Thank you. This week's winner comes to us from at Nick Uhas for an awesome panorama of Fremont Street and her experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's got a great one, Brian. It's really fantastic. Right. Uh, Don't he, take our word for it. Right. That's right. <laughs> he was able to capture all four corners of South Casino Center Boulevard, the Four Queens, Golden Nugget, Binions, and Fremont, with the Fremont experience running. Now, it wasn't the, the full-off, you know, Fremont Street experience, because if it did, then all the lights on the other properties would be turned off. This is kind of the... Yeah, a lot more people crowded around. Right, right, yeah. This is the the intermediate, like, well, we got to use this for something other than just that show at the top of the hour. Fremont is just such a different experience from the Strip. I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just just really different. And I love that 
if you look close, you can see, as is a common issue with stitching photos together, you see a lot of half people in cars, etc. And, and, you know, while this is, you know, a little bit off, you kind of look at it and you go, no, that's kind of how I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a whole lot of fucked up things going on down there, Brian. <laughs> Too many to share. Right, right. Luckily, it doesn't distract from the photo because this one is beautiful. It's one of those ones that I, I found myself as I, as I was looking through the various candidates mm -hmm. that I kept trying to find one that would beat it, and it just didn't. Yeah, it's a great picture. As always, we'll link to it on our blog. We'll put it on our Flickr page, feature it on our Facebook page or Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of our podcast. All right, let's move on to the news. Starting off this week's news segment, we got some information about the um, Cosmopolitan being sold. Now, odds are this is horseshit. However, this week it was reported by kingofnightclubs.com, which was pointed out to us by friend of the show, John Colson, and also later referenced by Robin Leach that Cosmopolitan was purchased by Australian casino owner Kerry Packer for $3 billion. When questioned, the PR for Cosmopolitan said the story is false. After that, the information shared to support the story was about as inconclusive information as you can possibly get. Now, Packer does own casinos both in Australia and Macau, but I, it would make sense that a guy like this, who, who is, you know, I mean, he's, he's very successful, but he's really kind of riding the coattails of his insanely successful father to do something like this. I just don't necessarily think that Cosmopolitan would want to hide it if it happened, but who fucking knows yeah. with these properties? Right. Well, either way, we'll obviously continue to keep an eye on that, and if we find out anything new, we'll share it with you. Yeah, ultimately, I don't give a shit who owns it. Just don't fuck it up. Yeah, just don't change anything. Right. Like, well, ch change some things, but no, nothing major. Don't change big things. Right, right. Because we don't like that. Right. Moving on to our next item, Total Rewards UK Connection. Tell me more about that. Yeah, now, we were tipped off by another friend of the show, Alistair, a.k.a. Bluestorm2000. We learned this week that UK residents that can't make it to Vegas every six months now have the option in their backyard. If you go to the casino at the Empire, the Sportsman, and Golden Nugget in London, as well as Rendezvous Brighton and Southend, Manchester 235, Aliyah Nottingham and Glasgow are now partners with Caesars. According to the Players Club used at these properties, the rewards earned at these establishments are now transferable to total rewards and vice versa. Before you go to Vegas, go to the Players Rewards Casino with your Total Rewards details. They can transfer the points onto your Total Rewards cards for you, and then when you return, they can transfer them back. Now, according to the Players Rewards site, Caesars owns them, but if that were the case, I don't understand why you wouldn't be set up under Total Rewards instead of this silly kind of transferring back and forth thing, but... You know, what's kind of like what they did when they um, when they get, when they took on bills. Remember that? Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. Yep. Kind of yep. kind of patchworked it together. Right, right. Now my guess is what they want to do is they want to work together, but they don't want to share their player databases. So <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little bit of extra effort, but you know, come on, for our UK listeners, shit. Normally you just lost your shit. Now you can at least keep it going yeah, up, and that's, that's what really the, good news for them. Yeah, it's one of the great things about so many local casinos starting to open up is that you have the ability, you know, if you can't make it but once a year, you can you don't lose all your shit. All you gotta do is go there, you know, once within your, you know, break it up, and then you, you get to keep your points going. So I think this is really cool, especially because 
let's be honest, we have a lot of UK listeners, and they are fucking Vegas degenerates. So I'm so excited they get to fill up some points and uh, and hang on to them. That's right. Yep. Let your debauchery earn you something. Yeah, get earned. <laughs> get earned. I don't. I have no idea. Let's just hard. move on. It's not. It's coming. <laughs> let's move on to something that is funnier, uh, and that is the. Crave Massive going flaccid. <laughs> yes, it has, Brian. Kind of a disappointment, but there are boys all over the place weeping. The world's largest gay club was abruptly... Those, are, those aren't tears, Mark. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. <laughs> the, wor- the world's largest gay club was abruptly closed last Friday before Labor Day weekend by the state of Nevada citing permit issues. What has come out... What's come out since then are various details of the owner, Kelly Murphy's shady past, including a year and change worth of jail time served for felony bank fraud because he pleaded guilty to using his seven-year-old son's social security number to get two bank loans totaling $73,500. What a piece of shit. Shame. (laughs) Yeah. It was also revealed that Murphy purchased the liquor license for Crave Massive from closed establishment Lone Star Steakhouse and Saloon for $35,000, which is about half of what a new license calls, but apparently never actually paid for the license to date. I don't get this one at all, but in an, in an attempt to save money, Murphy bypassed approved liquor vendors and instead purchased liquor at retailers and discount supermarkets. And apparently this has been going on as far back as when Crave was located on the strip next to Planet Hollywood. There's no way in hell that it costs less to purchase booze at a liquor store than from a distributor. The, the only thing I can think about this, I, I wonder if he hasn't kind of burned all the bridges with those people, that it's kind of like he doesn't have a choice. Yeah, They're like, no, you have to pay your fucking bill or we're not giving you any more. like... Well, I'm just going to go to Costco and go fuck yourself. They're getting ready for the Friday night rush at Sam's Club. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Vegas Eater reported that minority owner Tony Shea is reportedly in negotiations to take over ownership completely. Is there a better person to have come in, especially with everything going on downtown? Like, listen, listen, I'm just going to buy. It's almost like Tony Shea refuses to let anything fail down there. Yeah, he just yeah, he's just gonna grab everything up and try to make a, as as much of a success as he can down Good there. Good on him. Good on him. I hope yeah. he can pull that off. No. All right, let's move on to our next story. The Champagne Lounge uh, is coming to Caesars. Yeah, Elton John's spouse David Furnish announced this week that he will be creating the Champagne Lounge at Caesars Palace, located between the Coliseum and the Forum Shops. It's gonna cost about 3.8 million, and it's gonna feature an extensive collection of champagnes and spirits. The decoration of the space is described as a representation of the couple's style. Posh and, and arrogant? I don't... <laughs> and, and gay. <laughs> I can't wait to see this architectural style, Brian. I've always wondered what gay architecture looks like. I'm sure they're excited to erect several pillars. <laughs> I like where you're going with this. <laughs> but... <laughs> Try to see if we could gracefully transition from that one. <laughs> Good luck, sir. <laughs> uh, you'll also be able to enjoy high-end selections of caviar, charcuterie, and various other small plate items designed by the couple's personal chef. No word on an opening date, but that and other details are planned to be announced in a few weeks. Go buy for drinks and some nibbles. Yeah, this will not be a place we cover in 360 Vegas reviews. That's <laughs> uh, unlikely. Doesn't sound. Doesn't. I'm sound not. A, well, I, I'm not into champagne a whole lot. Well, and that's honestly what it is. It's got nothing to do with their concept. It's just you're talking about caviar, champagne. It's just not anything I'm no, interested in. No, it's not us at all. Yeah. Nope. 
All right. Uh, next up, lifelong fan buys Liberace's Vegas home. Now, the home that once housed furnishings and paintings costing millions of dollars and still currently had a $1.6 million reproduction of Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel was sold to a fan of the artist for just over half a million dollars. Now, none of Liberace's things were actually still in the house, although the new owner says he would like to purchase some of those things and open the home to the public. You know what, didn't they already do that and it failed? That's why it's for sale. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's gonna work too well. I, I you know what, I, I'm he's, he's an interesting person and I like that they, have some something of a of a tiny museum at Neonopolis, or at least they plan to do that. And I think that's a great location for it. I just don't know if I would ever. Jeez, I mean, for fuck's sake, you can't get the Hoover Dam to get me to come to you. There's no fucking way I'm going to Liberace's fucking home off off strip. But I think you put something on there. I I would at least drop the money once to see it, right? Uh, I probably wouldn't. No, but I will uh, enjoy pictures if you took them. <laughs> On our Flickr page. And this is what we bring to the show and our, our partnership. I don't really care about Liberace uh, or his belongings or his home that used to house said belongings. See, I, I'm, I'm totally with you, but it, it's the only thing that interests me is that it, it was just so insanely over the top. I'm like, I, I want to see what an insanely rich guy did with his money. Was there ever really a Liberace on ice? <laughs> I don't think... The actual Liberace performed on It's a on question ice. that's plagued me for years, Mark. <laughs> has it? Has it, Brian? Well, let me put you at ease. I'm going to almost 100% guarantee Liberace <laughs> himself <laughs> did not perform on ice. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Right. Next item on our list for this week, Palazzo wants the act out. Yeah. Yet another item I called would be too much ever for Vegas. And for the record, Beecher's Madhouse will suffer the exact same fate if it ever actually opens at MGM. Palazzo is looking for a way to evict the Act Nightclub after only 10 months of a 10-year lease, claiming that the show is obscene. <laughs> An example they used is various nearly naked cast members simulating sex acts, including bestiality, on stage while tossing condoms into the crowd. Sure. FYI, many of these antics were used to advertise what to expect at the establishment once it finally opened at Palazzo. <laughs> now, the act has requested an injunction from the courts claiming that the breach is manufactured by the Sands. Las Vegas Sands shared with the court that the act was informed back in April that undercover security officers witnessed specific violations on the premises that were too racy for NPR to reprint in their article. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. The act argues that simulated sex acts do not constitute obscenity. Analysts point to this as a clear indication that Vegas uses sex enough to attract you, but not so naughty that they repel you. The court has yet to rule on the matter. I've always thought this was just way too much. And, and I'm, not, I'm not judging. And clearly, this isn't for me. It's not, it's not something that I thought was interesting. And I honestly thought, at least when ACT originally announced that they were going to be there, I'm like, wow, I, I guess there could be a market for this. And, you know, uh, now it's there to serve. But the second they announced that Beecher's Madhouse was going to open at MGM, I'm like, there's no fucking way there's a large enough market to satisfy two locations. There's no way. Yeah, I don't know much about either one of them, so I can't really offer any sort of input on this. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Downtown Progress, a setback for Zappos employees. 
This is a really interesting story. Now, Vegas Inc. reported that all the excitement surrounding the development of downtown has caused real estate prices to jump and priced Zappos employees out of the market. A three-bedroom, two-bathroom house would have run you about $90,000 two years ago. Today, it's $150,000. One real estate agent said he hasn't sold a single home to a Zappos employee. Considering Tony Shea's desire to develop an employee utopian society, Vegas Eater reported that Tony Shea's downtown project has submitted plans to turn the 162-unit hotel at Goldspike, as well as the travel in motel next to it, into 118 single-room occupancies, as well as a private pedestrian plaza. So we're basically talking about lofts in Vegas, downtown Vegas right there, loft apartments. Sounds horrible. <laughs> right? It's also being reported that Shea is putting pressure on developers to build more residencies downtown. Regardless of all the money and influence Shea has, perception and decades of reinforcement still have most believing that downtown is not a safe place to live. And I'd have to agree with them. I think what Downtown 3rd is doing extends the safe area. But honestly, I mean, you can't be far from the shadow of downtown, and I still honestly believe, I still get a little nervous when I go over to uh, the, the East Fremont Street. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's years of reinforcement. I, I think I've told you guys this story before, but if not, there was one time where we were, Karen and I were staying downtown, and I wanted to see, I think it was, as a matter of fact, it was, it was Gold Spike that had just reopened, and I really wanted to go see it, and you know me, I wanted to go get a, a chip, so I, vi right. I visited the place. And you, you also know, and any listeners who you know went to 360 Vegas vacation know that I like to dress up in the evening, if, if only a pair of jeans and a sport coat or whatnot, but enough to know it's like, okay, well, this guy's clearly trying to be at least look, at least look nice. You gotta have a fancy night out, right? Ish, yeah. So I decided to to head down there, and that, and, and I actually went down where uh, Fifth Street Gaming is now currently working on, which will end up resulting in you know, uh, uh, downtown Grand, as well as at the very end of it, is, is the Mob Museum. But I start walking down that way, and no sooner did I get to a shaded area where some guy was like, hey, hey, and I just immediately ignored him. I'm like, whatever, you know, I'm just gonna keep going. And I catch it on the corner of my eye that he's walking towards me. So I keep making my beeline to, to Gold Strike, and, and I won't lie, I, I started to speed up a little bit. This right. fucker followed me all the way until I got to it and just kept kind of kind of calling my name, trying to get my attention, basically trying to get me to pause so he can gain some, some ground on me. Right. And I, I made it to Gold Strike, got in there. That guy was, was I, I literally could have thrown a football and he would have caught it. He was that close to me. That guy was clearly coming to fucking rob me. It's all oh, there was yeah. to it. And this only happened, couldn't have been any more than three, five years tops. So I, I get what Tony Shea's doing. I'm a huge, huge proponent of what he's doing. But you have years of reinforced negativity that you've got to somehow overcome. So good luck. There's a lot of cleanup to be done. Um, there's no doubt about that. I'm not as familiar with the area as you are. I have been down there. It's, it's not, a, not a great place to be. Not by any means a place I like to you know, put on my list when I go down to Vegas. A lot of work needs to be done before he's going to change the, the uh, perception of, on that area. Well, even locals will tell you, if you're saying you're going down to Fremont, they say stay underneath the experience. You'll be right. safe as long as you're underneath the experience, as long as you're by the lights of the casino, you're going to be fine. And it's like, Jesus Christ, the locals are just straight up going, oh, the safest thing is to just stay here. Everything after <laughs> that, it, you're all dead. <laughs> right, right. All right, let's move on. Uh, Rose, what is this? What is this? Rose Rabbit Lie? That's oh, so bad. 
It's just coming to the cosmopolitan. I, I hope this has nothing to do with the Australian overtaking. <laughs> I no, really I am worried about this. I believe now. they are unrelated, Brian, but oh, who good. fucking knows? <laughs> well, either way, it's not good. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, yeah, I think the name is terrible. But <laughs> formerly reported to be the Chelsea Social Club, Cousin Paul announced that the club will be named Rose Rabbit Lie, as well as a few details. Whatever that's supposed to mean. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to open in December. The space will be 23,000 square feet. It's going to cost $12.8 million to build, and it's going to accommodate over 1,100 people. In the press release, the space was described as having the ability to be, quote, personal and intimate, one moment, grandioso, and inclusive, the next. Apparently, the concept behind this is it's meant to be theatrical nightclub. It's it's meant to be some kind, a, a little artsy, if you will. Uh, kind of like the act, but not nearly as sexually groundbreaking, I guess is, is the word I'm looking for. It, ultimately, I just think, I listen, I love, I love when Vegas properties try something new. This sounds like, remember that fucking tea ceremony we talked about in, in yep. the PS3? This sounds akin to that and it's like I want to be as far away from this fucking shit as possible right? yeah I just don't I, I totally support it and, and once again I hope I'm wrong I hope there's a huge market for this and it's a great success for Cosmopolitan zero interest from me yeah yeah I don't know a whole lot about it either but it's a lot of money to put into that small space you know what it's so bizarre I, I this is kind of a funny side tangent I remember uh, when I started working, you know, as an adult, and, and one of the things that was starting to be pitched to me, of course, was 401k. It's what everybody does. Mm -hmm. And they talk about, uh, you know, in the whole presentation, they mention that, like, oh, well, projections say that a loaf of bread is going to cost you, you know, $15 or something in X amount of years or whatever. But if you invest in all this, you're going to have, you know, $7.4 million. And I'm like, yeah, but a fucking bread cost me $15. I get the impression everyone on this planet will be a millionaire because it's the only way you're going to be able to afford simple shit. Right, and it's yeah. kind of the same thing to me. It's like twelve point three million or twelve point eight million dollars is it? It's really surprising that in our lifetime, million used to be so impressive. And there's a chance that before you and I shift loose this mortal coil, that million is, yeah, whatever. Billion yeah. is like yeah. is like like I. There is literally a chance where we will hear people talk about things costing trillions of dollars and that just it's difficult to wrap your head around that yeah yeah we've we've talked about that before you know and to in vegas these days you know that kind of money i guess is not really a big deal but um yeah i don't know it it's still it's still yeah it still blows me away right yeah all right how about some information on the a new link tenant yeah now it's either recently signed or simply to continue to raise awareness and anticipation for the project Caesars Entertainment announced another collection of retail and dining options that will be available at Link. They are 12 a.m. Run, Chili Beans, Vanity Style Lounge, Gorin Brothers Hat Shop, Ghirardelli's Ice Cream, Polaroid Photo Bar, and The Stomping Grape. All right, so let's break these down. It was reported by the rapper himself that it was going to have a sneaker shoe store in Link, but this week we learned that it was going to be called 12 AM Run, and it's going to feature limited editions of Nike Sportswear, Jordan Brand, Young and Reckless, as well as others. Now, Chili Beans, it's a Brazilian eyewear and watch store that will set up their flagship location in Link. 
It's actually, this next one actually kind of makes a little bit of sense. Vanity Style Lounge, it's literally just going to be a beauty salon for women. And I don't, I don't think we've got anything like that. I mean, there might be something in properties, but the concept of just having that out and about, I think is a good idea. However, I think the following is a stupid idea. Uh, Gorin Brothers Hat Shop is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, they'll be selling everything from ball caps to fedoras and bowlers. Hmm. I get that those are kind of in, but what, what, what's the life expectancy on those? Seriously. Yeah, I'm not real sure. Yeah. The Stomping Grape, of course, as you can imagine, is a wine-focused restaurant featuring contemporary California cuisine, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> the Polaroid Photo Bar is a photography store and museum. I don't really get that either. And I think the announcement that Ghirardelli's was was really just a pad stats because everybody who, who was aware of the location when it closed in the Carnival Court knew that they were just going to relocate once they, you know, they, they trashed the building so they could actually make a link to link between Harrah's and, and the rest of the project. So, with That's the my addi- favorite one out of all these. I love Gerda. <laughs> right, no, right. <laughs> so, so the one I knew was coming is interesting. <laughs> right. With the addition of these seven, that brings the total count of link establishments to 18. Plans are still set to open the first phase of link in late 2013. I d- see, I, I wish... It would happen when we go to G2E at the end of this month, but I, I don't think it's going to be, and that's that's a bit of a bummer. My guess is it's going to be like a lot of Vegas properties where they open like around Christmas or New Year's or shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it could be. I'm still interested in this. If nothing else, I'm not incredibly enthused about any, really any of these these tenants that they've announced, but I am interested in, in new... I don't know, landscaping, if nothing else, to get to other properties. You know, if you want to go to Harris or Link, instead of just walking on the, on the strip, I, I, I like the concept here. I guess we'll see where it goes. Just something new to look at. Yeah, exactly. the, the one that I think is most peculiar is the Polaroid photo bar. I don't get it either. I, when I read that, I'm like, you're going to do what? It's like, wait a minute, we live in a world where the best phone or the best cameras we have are on our phones. I don't need you to print out anything. I'll go home and yeah. fucking use my printer. Yeah, well... I didn't even know Polaroid was still a business. I didn't either. I mean, I guess it is a subsidiary of Kodak, Kodak. right? Yeah. Well, I'm not actually sure. It could be. But But just the the concept of Polaroid, like going, these died an awesome death many, many years ago. (laughs) (laughs) It's like nobody wants these to return. (laughs) Come on. What was wrong with Kodak? We don't need a Polaroid to be discreet anymore. No, we don't. She Fan Market coming to Palazzo. Now, after closing Restaurant Charlie which is Charlie Trotter's restaurant at Palazzo in 2010, it was announced this week that it will finally be replaced and reopened as She Fan Market. Vegas Eater reported that it will be a buffet-style restaurant featuring Asian cuisine, including dim sum, roasting, Hong Kong cafe, Korean barbecue, and a noodle bar. The location will be completely open with seating available both facing the casino floor or in the main dining area where you have an open-air kitchen allowing diners the opportunity to watch the food be prepped. No word on the exact time when this is going to open. I have to say I'm not a foodie, but I just think that's interesting. Well, first of all, anything that puts me on the casino floor is what I want. And, you know, yeah, that's I, cool. I, I like that part of it. Yeah, I don't want to be away from that. But, you know, foodies like, like Karen, I think that would be really interesting to watch these chefs putting shit together. I like watching my food being prepared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's cool, and I, I like the, the location of it. I'm not uh, huge on uh, Asian cuisine, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it's a it's a good concept overall. Well, and and the best part about it is that you know if you're not 
extensively into Asian cuisine, what better opportunity than a buffet style concept? Yep, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. All right. And next up, MGM ordered by OSHA to rehire wrongfully terminated employee. This is an interesting story. A former employee at the signature at MGM was wrongfully terminated by the company when it was learned that the employee reported illegal activity at the establishment to the SEC. (laughs) It was reported that employees were engaging in what is called forecasting. Now, forecasting is the act of giving information to potential condominium buyers regarding expected revenues and occupancy rates of the property available. Only licensed security brokers are allowed to actually do this. And not only were employees at the signature encouraged to do this, they were kind of pressured to do it. Now, the court ruled that what the employee did was protected under the whistleblower laws and was therefore wrongfully terminated. Not only is MGM required to rehire this individual, but they have to expunge the incident from the employee's personal records and provide a neutral job reference as well as pay $325,000 in damages. That's fantastic. I know. Well done, sir. The ruling can be appealed, but the reinstatement order cannot be overturned regardless of the outcome of said action. Wow. I would love for myself to be in a position like this where I can be wrongfully terminated and then I can get to come back and get all this money. That Brian, it's awesome. part of the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And moving on to our final news item for this week, Palms has retooled their Players Club. Yeah, the biggest change being that they now have five sports-themed tiers all the way up until like Hall of Famer or All-Star shit like that. It's going to be similar to Total Awards. You get discounts on just about everything from dining to rooms, but here you must use the points earned in the calendar year in which you acquire them. Now, for those of you interested in more details, and we've gotten feedback that many people don't give a shit because people like you and I, we're never going to mature past, you know, the the, the standard tier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uh, M-Life, Total Awards. right? Right, right. So... For those of you who are interested, we will link to the Vegas Chatter article, as well as if you touch the title displayed on the Enhanced Podcast, it'll take you right to the story. I should give my card back to my aunt again, cause, so she can get me back up to diamond status. But uh... See, this is another awesomely infuriating thing about your family, <laughs> is that they, they play so much, and they just enjoy the city so much that literally you've done this, where you give it to them, and they're like, oh, hey, play on your next trip on this, and they're like, hey, well, you're on the second tier status. I'm like, fuck you, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, sweet, I'm platinum. Fuck, I haven't fuck set you foot in a awesome, casino this year. awesome family. Yeah. <laughs> They hit platinum without setting foot into a casino. It's a genius scam, and I, I, I approve of it. Yep, yep. Well, let's move on to Prop Bets. Prop Bets is a segment of our show where we like to use Stuart Pointer's favorite title. <laughs> it's not going anywhere, Stuart. First item for this week, Caesars Entertainment is seeking a sponsor interested in the naming rights of the high roller observation wheel. No word on what that would cost to achieve. See, and, and they never announced this, but I think I always just assumed this was going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. Don't care. I mean, think about it. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll move on. <laughs> it was officially announced that William Hill will be the sports book on property when SLS reopens. Maybe money guy, line guys like, like that. I don't, I don't really care yeah. either. Our buffet at Riviera closed last week, and Vegas Chatter was told that they have no plans to bring it back at this time, probably for the best. And, right, but think about it. A Vegas property that doesn't have a buffet, that doesn't sound right. I, I think Riviera's in trouble. Sounds very off, yeah. I agree. Right. 
In a USA Today poll of the 10 best hotel bars in America, only one Las Vegas property made the list, and it was Vesper Bar at Cosmopolitan. It showed up sixth on the list. That's Not even the Chandelier Bar. That's what really surprised me. I thought, hands down, right, that, that would have to be the one. But the only thing I can think is maybe there were parameters that people thought about the best hotel bar. Because, like, if you're... If you're checking into the property, it's the first bar you see. And maybe that's considered the hotel bar or something. Oh, but... yeah, because I guess Chandelier Bar would be more associated with the casino. Right. That's the only thing I can think of because the, I completely agree with you. The first thing that popped in my head, I'm like, are you insane? Chandelier Bar is light years ahead of that. Yeah, Chandelier Bar would be a yeah, casino. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. See, see, thinking about things before speaking does help. <laughs> but it's not as fun. No, no, no it's not good. Uh, Le Village Buffet at Paris is now accepting reservations via open table. My guess is they heard I'll never do a 360 Vegas review uh, of that place, and, and you know, because I'm not going to wait in that fucking long-ass line. And It's ridiculous. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. It's crazy how long that line is every time I go there. Yeah. So my guess is they're like, oh, shit, we want him to do a 360 Vegas review. Like, okay, we should... Let's do reservations. We can, yeah, we, you we know, get just this. go just go eat crepes instead. I know, right? Exactly. Just go eat crepes instead. That's fine. <laughs> I will say though, Brian, I think this is a trend. I think all of these buffets are going to want us to do a review of them, so I think they're all going to follow suit on this. I'm looking forward to that. I, I doubt it. Um, I hold my breath. <laughs> Although, uh, in all seriousness, I do think it's genius because, to your point, I've never even batted an eye at like we've gone in the area. Going, I ain't fucking eating there. You know, Bellagio yeah, you just walk one. around that side, and yes. you just see a line wrapped around there. And you see them when they're putting the stanchions out, getting ready with, you know, those yep, retractable yep. queue lines up. They're going to be up in the face. Well, it's funny. Like, Karen went with, with a friend of ours to Bellagio's, and, and it, it has the same kind of a line. And she's like, yeah, it'll be like 45 minutes. I'm like, that is insane. I will never wait 45 minutes of my entire life to fucking eat. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it, we're going to have to be talking about some extremely spectacular experience. But Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, you know, after uh, having a, a buffet at a Wicked Spoon, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever have a buffet that's going to top that. I, I agree with you. Like, like I could get the concept, like, after I've tried Wicked Spoon once, I could get the concept of going, oh, we got to wait 20 minutes? Fuck. All right, well, it's, it, I mean, it's Wicked Spoon. It's amazing. You can go sit out in the giant hallway of nothingness and just play on your phone <laughs> right. for 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Right. No, you're right. <laughs> 500 reported that... The Gallery Nightclub at Planet Hollywood closed last weekend. Now, there's no word what the property has planned to take its place. Now, Robin Leach reported that the property and the club disagreed with their hardcore hip-hop guests and said that they somehow caused a clash or a disturbance between the guests and the nightclub goers. I, I see where you're going with this, but I, more than anything, like we just saw Bagatelle shut down, or Bagatelle, whatever the fuck it's pronounced, or was pronounced, no one gives a shit now. The gallery kind of closed down, <laughs> which is weird because you would think Planet Hollywood would have like a, like a top quality kind of a nightclub, but I think what's becoming really, really clear is Vegas is not the place that can support 50 clubs. It's like, no, no, no. They're eight of us who can pull this off everybody else no it's we've already siphoned off all the people that are interested it's just not of there's only so many it's not like pizzas at every single fucking place there's only so many people that want to go and do this and not necessarily that there are only so many people that want to go to a club but the problem is very similar to fremont street is that there's been such a a understanding a, a, a perpetuation of the fact that going to a nightclub means standing in insanely long lines, insanely overpriced drinks, that even if you could just get right into gallery and it's a great fucking place to go, 
just from everything you've ever learned, you're going, I'm, it, well, look, we're not going to the nightclub. I'm not waiting in crazy long lines. Like, oh, they don't have them here. But like, eh, you're full of shit. Is what <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Next up, some asshat trying to draw traffic to his newsletter warned people to not make reservations or deposit money in the casino cage as Caesars Entertainment was going to file for bankruptcy soon. Uh, almost immediately, everyone with any real experience in the history of gaming, including friend of the show, Dr. Dave, reassured that even if they did file for bankruptcy, it wouldn't affect any customers. It's just so fucking dumb, and it's the reason why I won't tell you where this fucking idiot came from. It's, it's never in the history of gaming ever affected the, the customer. That's all there is to it. I, I, right. And not just casinos, in every fucking business. It's just, it's so dumb, and it's clearly, clearly this fucking ass at just trying to draw more traffic, so go fuck yourself. Now, continuing the virtual complete sweep, MGM announced that their Mexican restaurant, Diego, will close September 23rd, and a new restaurant will open in the space in January of 2014. However, there were no word as to who will replace them. Clark County approved plans to run the Welcome to Las Vegas sign with solar power. Solar, solar trees will be installed behind the sign so the iconic view doesn't change and will include public display and will include a public display explaining how it works. Plans are for the sign to be solar powered by early of next year. I'm excited about this and I don't know if it's just because I've always found solar power fascinating, but it is I, interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing these solar trees as well. I mean, you know, we talked about this with the Mandalay Bay project. Just it's exciting, and I can't wait to see it. Is what it boils down to. I would like to uh, convert and throw up some solar panels on my roof of my house. But I agree I, with you. I mean, if, if I mean, the biggest problem has been how incredibly expensive solar panels are. But I completely agree with you. I I, I would honestly see in 20 years roofs being built out of solar panels. Why not? Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. Riviera named a new general manager, but more importantly, announced the return of one dollar blackjack to the strip. Ooh. You know what? It worked for Sahara. I mean, you know, if your plan is to get bought, I mean, that is their plan, <laughs> right? It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's such a disappointment. I think Riviera <laughs> is just... Enjoy her while you can, folks. <laughs> I don't think she's got a chance in hell of surviving. No, it's like the skid mark in the underpants of the strip. <laughs> It's across from Circus Circus, which still seems to be able to pull this game off. Yeah. It's like, we offer shit and you like it. Like, going, yes, we do. We do we'll, like we'll, we'll come back for more. Sure. Right, right. Why it's, wouldn't we do that? It's sad. I, I have a I have a place in my heart for Riviera, similar to that of Stardust, but I I am concerned this is, this is the beginning it's of the be, end. It's the beginning of the end. Yep, I was just going to say that. Yep. All right. And our final prop bet, the indoor Venetian gondola canals have been drained and will be closed for maintenance from now until October 8th. The outdoor version of the attraction will continue to operate as per usual. See, I didn't know that the two weren't connected. Have you ever have you ever done the, the gondolas? Yeah, I did the in, uh, inside ones. I didn't know that. I actually never really thought much about it. See, I always assumed that they were just all connected, like you would ride inside and it would take you outside. I didn't realize it was two different experiences. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I guess, Yeah, like I said, I guess I, I just never really thought much about it. But yeah, I did do the indoor version of it and uh, I thought it was nice yeah. alright that'll do it for news and prop bets let's move on to playing Vegas
All right, Playing Vegas is a segment of our show where we share with you upcoming performances and entertainment opportunities occurring within the next week. Uh, this Thursday, Iron Maiden and Megadeth are performing at Mandalay Bay. That show starts at 7.30. Tickets will range from $59 to $101. Friday, Mark Anthony is at the Perler Palms. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets run $156. And Ned Bencia is performing yes, at Ned. Treasure Island. <laughs> show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets are $50 to $141. Actually, that should read, Ned Mencia is performing the comedic material of other artists <laughs> at the Treasure Island. You're such a dick, but accurate. Accurate yes. is, the, is the unfortunate truth. <laughs> and, and for a premium at that. <laughs> right. You can pay a lot of money to hear other people's jokes, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and he claims them as his own like no other. Good, good, good on you, liar. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. <laughs> All right, Friday and Sunday, Enrique Iglesias is performing at the Boulevard Pool at the Cosmopolitan. Show starts at 8, and tickets range from 120 to 200 bucks. Saturday, Carly Rae Jepsen is at the Pearl of Palms. Show's going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets are 44 to 206. I'll tell you one thing I've never understood. How do people who only have, like, like a hit song or two tour? She did, a, you know, I, you know I, I've got a 10-month-old son, you know this, and I watch a lot of Disney Channel these days. I'll say Carly Rae Jepsen did a really, really nice job of redoing uh, Part of Your World for the new Little Mermaid. Oh, no, no, listen, I, I am not knocking her at all. I like her. She did this really awesome acoustic thing on um, Jimmy Fallon's show with, mm -hmm. with the roots and everything, and it was amazing. So I, I'm please clarify, I am not knocking Carly Rae Jepsen. I just, as I thought for about... For someone with a lack of material. Right, it, right. Yeah. That's really the only thing I, I'm, I'm mentioning, is that I only can think of one, maybe two that she has. I'm like, how do you tour on that? Yeah, it's yeah. just not enough. Yeah, I Unless agree. she's going to be doing a lot of covers. I don't well, know. yeah, yeah. It's almost like you have to have two albums out to be able to tour, unless, like you're saying, she does covers or whatever. Yeah. All right, and Sunday, Carnival of Madness featuring Shinedown, Papa Roach, In This Moment, and more are performing at the Joint at Hard Rock. Show starts at 5 p.m. Tickets will start at 55 bucks. All right, that'll do it for Playing Vegas. Let's move on to Vegas Deals. In an effort to help save you money in planning your trip to Vegas and while you're in Vegas, we offer you Vegas deals. And for this week, the Bacchanal Buffet at Caesars Palace is celebrating their one-year anniversary with Nevada locals with free line passes, usually costing 15 bucks every Wednesday in September. All you need is a valid Nevada ID. Yeah. The D and Golden Gate will host Beer Fest Saturday, September 14th. The event will begin at 5. It'll run through till 8 p.m. and it's going to feature about 60 craft beers. A five-beer sampler will run you $20, and you can purchase a bottomless brew package for $40. For those of you well-educated in the vast world of microbrews, Vegas Chatter shared all of the brands that will be on tap. And again, Enhanced Podcast, blog, we'll have a link. Yep. And if you're interested in Bulletproof Vest, they'll be available for purchase or rental outside of the venue. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I, I could not resist. I could not resist this. It's too easy. <laughs> I, I'm a fan, clearly. <laughs> you can check out all the deals we report on the show at 360VegasDeals.com. All right, that'll do it for deals. Let's move on to coming attractions. 
This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists. We're, that's at the end, Mark. Oops, you sorry, silly, that's my fault. You silly it goose. Is, <laughs> you tried to flip me up, but I caught it midway. Wait, this is why we're a perfect team, Brian. I yeah, can't, I can't yeah, pull anything I over those eyes. I noticed the notes were out of sequence. Those those beautiful eyes I could spend hours staring into. <laughs> 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 All right. Cabo Wabo. You shut your mouth, woman. How dare she try to interrupt our, our, our love fest. Tell her to go away. Ryan said to go away. I will roundhouse you. I will roundhouse you right in the baby maker. I don't have time. We're doing a show. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I'm going to get incredibly erect and just punish this woman. That was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Cabo Wobble at Planet Hollywood will now have an improv comedy show every Thursday through Sunday starting at 7 p.m. There is a two drink minimum, uh, which there'll be terrible drinks. Admission is $25. No, that is true. That is true. Drinks will be watered down and bad. Yes, they, they will They will be the worst margaritas you've ever had in your entire life. Ah, uh, God, that was such a heartbreaker, it too, really because was. you had never had, yep. you had never had them. And, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Celine Dion is releasing a new album this fall and plans to add one of the songs from that album to her Vegas show. The new song is Love Me Back to Life, and it is currently in rehearsals with no word when it will actually show up in the show. I listened to this, and we're, we're going to provide a link to the YouTube channel so you can you can see this. It's clearly intended to get club play. It really is. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Cher's last yeah. album where it was... You, yeah, um, Life After Love or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but that, that strong thumping uh, club beat, it's clearly, clearly what they were trying to do with this. Now, I will probably never listen to this song, but... Well, you're she, the lucky one, Brian. <laughs> did she use the uh, over-exaggerated pitch correction and all that stuff like Cher did? No, no, no. She actually still just sings, but it, it's, um, for one, she's amusing as, as fuck to sing because that woman puts so much inflection and, and yeah. like, you would think she's acting right up on that stage. But it's, listen, I, it's, it's not a terrible song or anything, but it's one of those things within 30 seconds, you know exactly the entire point of the song. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, Purple Rain, the Prince tribute band, has relocated again, this time from Hooters to Planet Hollywood's Sin City Theater. At least they're moving up a little bit in the world. Ish, yeah. Yeah, performances begin on September 12th. Yeah, I can't figure out if these guys are just divas everywhere or if they are somehow the most coveted non-headliner in Vegas. Probably they, the latter. Yeah, I mean, they've 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 worked at, at, at Hooters, at the D, then back to Hooters, not Planet Hollywood, and I just, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a reasonably good show. It's actually quite Prince-esque. I don't know if I ever told you this. We saw it when Boardwalk Casino was still open, and it was a free show. And like the first half of that show was really, really good, and then they came back, and it was like they they channeled Prince and started playing all the most bizarre shit that you're not like deep, deep catalog and and twenty minute solos on shit like on Wow, you were very accurately Prince. There you go. Yeah. So. Hmm. One of my favorite bands on this planet because they somehow are able to channel and properly share my rage with the world <laughs> is is Corn. <laughs> They're going to be performing at the Pearl of Palms Saturday, October 12th. The show's going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets are $60 to $185. Slayer is performing at the Joint Hard Rock on Friday, October 25th. That show says start at 7.30, and tickets will start you off at $36. After just two years of operation, I already did this. That's what happens when you make notes over weeks. Mm. 
The dancing queen. <laughs> <laughs> I love your vocal disappointment. You're like, mm, you're better than this. <laughs> you have two seconds to redeem yourself. Right. Go. <laughs> go now. Go. <laughs> uh, the Dancing Queen production featuring ABBA's greatest hits has moved from New York, New York's Broadway Theater to Planet Hollywood. Performances begin Friday, September 13th, and then every day except dark on Tuesdays. Shows will start at 9 p.m. except for Saturdays when it'll be 9.30. Tickets are going to run you $70 and up. Plaza is hosting the first annual Casino Entertainment Awards on Wednesday, September 25th at Plaza. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said it twice. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> But, hey, I read it as it was. You are a consummate professional, sir. (laughs) Happy Gilmore. Play it where it lies. (laughs) Or like Ron Burgundy, he will read anything on the teleprompter. Anything, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, This is an official G2E event. Uh, It begins at 6 p.m. It's hosted by Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson, he's still alive? He is, isn't he? I would have thought if that massive, embarrassing dive into a pool, he would have just killed himself. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you ever show your face in public? Well, you know, sometimes... Sometimes the bank account goes a little dry. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fat guy got bills, too. Right? Yeah, yeah they're hungry. They got to eat. <laughs> uh, this is an official G2E event. It begins at 6 p.m. It's hosted by Louis Anderson and will award loads of awards. No one will really give a shit about. Right. Uh, <laughs> including executive of the year, talent buyer of the year, and other mildly interesting like touring, musical artist of the year, and casino entertainer of the year. Tickets to the event are available at the Plaza Box Office. Complimentary admission is available to those with valid G2E credentials like Mark. Yeah, we we don't have any plans for that night, but I, I seriously doubt we'll attend. But then again, with fucking Vegas, you never know. <laughs> Just the idea yeah. of, like, if I could possibly be in the room with anyone I give a shit about or mildly amused about, but I couldn't tell you one entertainment director in all of Las Vegas, and I love the city. Yeah. Well, who cares? Yeah. Just give them some awards, make them feel good about themselves. And right, right. That's all we really want in this life is awards. And we're done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's going to... What segment are we in? Oh, that's right. We're in coming attractions. That's all for coming attractions. <laughs> Let's move on to the river. Welcome to 360 Moneyline. Chris and I uh, have a new segment we're going to try to roll out and do it every week. We're each going to pick three games against the spread for the NFL, and then the next week go back and see how badly our picks went. Yeah, and if you've got better names for our little contest other than just Seth and Chris pick him, or if you've got any suggestions for what the loser of our little season bet has to do, please let us know. The more embarrassing, the better. One of us may or may not be putting money on the picks. We started the segment of just two guys who uh, like to sports gamble. We're not professionals. By no means do we uh, hold ourselves out to be, so please follow our own picks at your own risk. And please feel free to make fun of us as much as you'd like whenever we screw these things up. My first game I'm going with, I'm taking New England minus 10 versus Buffalo. Buffalo's got an undrafted rookie quarterback. That can't be good, and New England has Tom Brady, who is basically God on a football field, as people have said. So... I'm taking New England, minus 10, versus Buffalo. That's a nice pick, yeah. I think I was looking at a Bill Barnwell article, or I saw it somewhere on Grandland where they were talking about how the history of undrafted rookie stars no one's ever won. I think this is going. To, I think it's going to be ugly, so I like that pick. My pick's going to be Tampa Bay is going to see the New York Jets. Tampa Bay, minus 3. I am taking the Bucks. 
uh, mainly just because of the, the absolute media circus that is the New York Jets. And again, another rookie quarterback starting with going against them. It's a, it's a trend. My second pick, I'm taking Seattle minus three versus Carolina. The only reason for this pick is Seattle screwed me on the game last year with the Packers <laughs> and the bullshit call. I was in Vegas for it, so I'm thinking Seattle owes me. So I think Seattle will uh, cover the three-point spread. He won't go on the pace to actually catch a touchdown this time. Yes. Or if he doesn't, you know, give it to him at least to make me even. Exactly. My next pick, I've got the Cleveland Browns with the homestand against the Dolphins. It's a pick em game, so, you know, winner gets it. I like the Browns. I like, I hate North Turner as a head coach, but I like him as an offensive coordinator. I like where they're going right now, and I'm a little bit of a homer. So, since it's a pick, and I'm taking the Browns. Yeah, the Browns and the Dolphins, those are your two teams. They're both awful. I don't know how you follow them both this long. But one thing that I've realized how uh, awful we probably are at this, have we ever discussed what a pick'em is yet? I don't think we have. I think we have. Uh, really quickly, a pick'em is a game where there's no spread. Just whoever the winner of that game is. My last game, I'm going the homer route. I'm a Bengals fan. I'm taking Cincinnati, getting three points or plus three against the Chicago Bears. I think this could be the Bengals' year, which if you go back and look at their history of drafting Kajana Carter, I never would have thought I would have said that. Granted, that was 12, 15 years ago, but they used to be notoriously bad. I think the Bengals are turning. What about Achilles Smith? He was a stud, too. God, it was just awful. David Klingler, Jesus, I'm having, oh, never. Cincinnati, they turned around. Those days were in the past. Cincinnati, plus three over Chicago. Alright, my uh, my last pick. It's gonna be the Indianapolis Colts minus ten over the Oakland Raiders. Two words. Terrell Pryor. How is Terrell Pryor a starting NFL quarterback? That baffles me. So I'm taking the Colts minus ten. Love on my side. I'm gonna win this bet. I, I got to watch an Ohio State practice one time and uh Pryor they had the little square set up with three pockets in it, and I was in the bleachers watching practice. Pryor missed the square completely, and I caught his errant pass and almost hit me in the side of the head if I hadn't been watching it. He couldn't even hit any of the, the big target, let alone any of the three squares in. That's that's a good pick. Anytime you go against Pryor, that's probably a good idea. So tune in next week. We did poorly. Gloss over those picks and go on to new picks. Feel free to call us out on our bad picks on Twitter Sunday while you're watching at 360 Moneyline. And if you have any questions, email us at uh, 360 Moneyline at gmail.com. I'm so happy that they picked Cleveland because whoever ever picks my Browns to win anything. <laughs> no one. And, you know, uh, you don't even. No, I, wait, I, I, I somehow, and I don't know if it's just being, you know, growing up outside of Cleveland, somehow I'm compelled to, to sit there for three hours and torture myself year after year for 16 <laughs> weeks. It's, I, don't, I don't understand it, Brian, but it's somehow ingrained in me. My guess is shitty genetics. Well, you know, I do appreciate your loyal fanhood uh, to your to your home team. Yeah, I'm a Cub fan, so. Oh, see, uh, you know what I'm talking about then. Uh, yes, yes, I do. So, uh, no, but that's cool. I'll be looking forward to see how their picks turn out. Absolutely, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Thank you, uh, Moneyline guys, for for coming up with this idea. Absolutely. All right, that'll do it for the river. We got some listener feedback. Well, we have uh, oh, we have some special listener feedback. So we got this email from William Trust the Fourth. And he says, yes, Sir William Trostaford. <laughs> That's correct. Royally yours. He says, I know you mentioned the stabbing incident at the D, but I think if you look at it, there's a chart house ad in one of the still frames. So I think it's the golden nugget. 
Hang on, I want to do the last part. Oh, yes. It's not to be trying to be an ass, but wanted to give some constructive feedback. Your king, William Tross the Fourth. <laughs> Thank you, Sir William, for your your oh, knowledge and and articulation of our asshattery. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I get a chance to meet this guy. Oh, hardcore! Come on, man. The fourth, really, William Tross the Fourth. I will bow to this man. This was, it was even better because he, because he even signed up. You're king. Yes. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> I love when, when our listeners just get us and embrace the shit out of it. Oh, that's fantastic. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. That <laughs> made my day. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, there you go. That's how you do a show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that is going to do it for episode 104. We thank you very much for downloading and listening to the show as always and tolerating us for yet another episode. <laughs> if you'd like to take a look, in a little bit more detail at any of the stories we referenced on this week's show, you can do that on our blog. That's 360VegasPodcast.com. If you'd like to send us an email, just like King William Charles IV did, uh, you can do that at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Also on the blog, you can find links to find us on all social media. Uh, Mark will um, Mark will be there. He's on the <laughs> You can be counted and, upon. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget to support the show again if you're an Amazon shopper such as myself. Just start your shopping experience off by going to our blog first and clicking on the Amazon banner and simply do nothing more other than to shop as you would normally. That's it. And you are supporting the show. There you go. So that is going to do it for episode 104. Thank you very much again for downloading and listening to the show. Yep. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 